Hi, everybody. I'm John Aslan, and welcome to another episode of This Week in APA. At this year's APA convention, I had a chance to talk with Jack Dolan, who uh, is a guy who plays a lot of APA, uh, all the different games. And uh, Jack, uh, though primarily, uh, was the guy who set up the APA soccer tournament, and he did such a great job with the uh, graphics of it. He uh, brought a screen, and uh, a, a large screen, actually, and you could follow the championship game. Uh, that was played there uh, at the uh, hotel's convention uh, banquet center, and uh, it, it really impressed me. So I talked with Jack afterwards, and then he was telling me about uh, he was uh, getting together the second season of the APA Soccer Premier League, and so uh, he told me a little bit about it, and I told him, hey, let's let's get together a little later on uh, when you're getting close to uh, the launch of this season's league and uh, if you need some some uh, additional players we can talk about it then so that's exactly what we're here to do now so a little mini uh, episode of this week in APA and I'm talking with Jack Dolan the director of the APA Soccer Premier League. Jack Dolan is my guest on this episode of this week in APA and uh, Jack's a, a longtime friend of the podcast. We've had him on a few times, and uh, he runs the APA Soccer Premier League, and he wants to get some information out about that. They're still recruiting uh, players to get into the Premier League, and uh, uh, that's going to be the, the uh, main focus of our interview here today. But one thing that I didn't get a chance to talk to Jack about until now is his victory in the 2022 APA Convention Home Run Derby. So we're going to start off with Jack. That Jack, welcome to the podcast once again. Great to have you. Always a pleasure, John. Appreciate you uh, inviting me. No, not a problem, my friend. Now let's talk about this Home Run Derby before we get into the uh, APA Soccer Premier League. You had uh, 1961 Roger Maris, the all-time single-season home run leader, in my estimation, the real one. But nonetheless... Uh, talk about how you came up with, with Roger Maris. I'm kind of shocked uh, uh, that he had never won before, but uh, talk to us about that and your experience at this year's uh, APA convention. Well, I had never played in the home run derby before. Um, you know, I, actually, I think I played it, you know, in it, and I didn't know the rules, didn't have everything, and so <laughs> I wasn't really prepared. So I just crashed and burned the first round. But um, uh, so I, I consider that not really playing because I didn't really understand yeah. it. but. Anyway, um, so this year, you know, the day before the home run, home run derby, you can go to John's, you know, storefront, you can go to the APA storefront and you can buy whatever you want to buy. So I bought, sure. you know, kind of light on certain uh, eras and I, I wanted a few 60, t- you know, seasons. So I bought the 61 mm-hmm. season, the 66 season, the 68 season. 
And um, so then next morning at breakfast, I was talking to uh, Jim Cecilia, I think his name was. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Jim. And so I was talking to Jim and I said, hey, you know, I got these new seasons. What what who do you think is the best home run derby guy? And he just said, oh, probably 61 Maris. So I went upstairs, pulled out 61 Maris and I went downstairs and signed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's really he he's the one that actually did it. And uh, he's <laughs> the one that actually figured out who the best guy was. But he was he decided to play somebody else. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was, there was like four or five of us that were playing 61 Maris. Right, right. And I mean, some of us different copyright dates. And, and uh, that's that's how I ended up choosing Maris. And then I ended up playing another Maris in the actual, <laughs> uh, you know, the final. So No kidding. Cool. Yeah. So we'll give Jim a little credit there as well as, as you uh, winning the but, home run derby. Yeah, I want to I say something. It, it is, I don't believe in luck, but it was the dice. It was completely the dice. <laughs> I mean, there was three times where we were in the 10th inning and, you know, I was done. And next mm. thing you know, I just rolled like two home runs. They only rolled one or none or whatever. The final was we went into the eighth, tied, remained tied in the ninth. You know, I mean, we kept rolling home runs, but we were both tied. And the top mm. of the 10th, you know, my opponent didn't roll a home run and I did and it was over. And it was it was just a surprise. And it's like, you know, I, you know, anyway, it was just, uh, it was just, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm basically saying that. The way you win the home run derby is, you know, the card, you have the right card, and the rest is just probability. Yeah. That's the beauty of Alpha, man. You got to roll right. yeah. the 66s, but there it's 66s, it's 11s, it's 33s. It's it's rolling a, a 35 or a 32, depending on if you have a right or left-handed right. hitter. So it is fun. It's 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 a blast to play, and uh, I've been in it the last three years, and uh, I look forward to it every single year. Well, congratulations on that. A little self-congratulations to Jim. Go ahead. Yeah, let me say thank you to John Herson for the bat. You get a real nice Louisville slugger yeah. with your name on it. And it's just a, it's a, a really, really nice trophy, if you want to call it that. But uh, yeah. uh, thank you so much, John. It's, it's probably the coolest the trophy of the entire convention. I love it. And uh, one, of these, one of these years, I might have a chance uh, to get there. I got to the semifinals two years ago, but that was about it. But nonetheless... Let's move on into our main topic. Uh, you run the Apple Soccer Premier League. We talked a little bit about it at the convention. This is, I believe, year two. Am I correct in that? Uh, year two of the second time around, yeah. Oh, okay. So year <laughs> two of, uh, of the second incarnation of the right. uh, uh, ASPL. Um, talk a little bit about uh, its origins, even its original origins, and what it's become today. Well, um, I was up on Delphi probably 2014 and um, looking at the APA. You know, I just bought the APA game and a guy named uh, Ryan Strauss, uh, originally from Philly. Now he lives in like uh, either Denver or Arizona. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he put up on Delphi, hey, anybody want to play a and d league? And we got like 13 guys that first year, 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got through a season, uh, most of us, about two or three dropped out. We just, I think it was just too many people too quickly, you know, yeah. all at once. And, um, and we, we, you know, ran, Ryan ran the league for about um, two years. I ran the league another year, year and a half. And then we just stopped. And we, we just said, it's just taking too much time, uh, mm-hmm. especially with my job. I got a new job and I couldn't do it. And so, um, uh, so anyway, Ryan decided to start it up again. Um, you know, two years, uh, a year and a half ago. And so uh, we played a good season last year. This time, only seven guys. 
And some of the guys came from, uh, you know, from the ASPL originally that were that stayed until the end and all, all that stuff. And so sure. good hardcore guy, which was great. And then, of course, John Cochran joined this this time, too. And, and that just adds credibility because he's one of the guys that loves the game, trains oh, everybody yeah. that comes to the convention. He trained me. I mean, he taught me the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, very supportive of the whole app and community and whole, a, a, as a whole. But also, um, you know, you know, really focused on soccer sometimes, knows the rules really well, knows the organizations, knows every single player you can think of in Europe. Right. And sometimes even, you know, South America. So he's just full of knowledge. And uh, so him joining late added cred- credibility. We finished last season with seven guys. We want to expand to 10. And uh, so we've already got two expansion owners. We're just looking for one more. And okay. So and let's and, and let's talk about that because at the convention you were talking about wanting to expand it uh, to 10. And uh, you kind of had a deadline. But where, what is your actual deadline of getting that 10th player? Well, as everybody that follows the English Premier League, which is the deck that we use, okay, mm-hmm. so the most recent English Premier League, uh, they've already started, and we like to play when they play on TV. Now, we're going to be a year behind, of course, obviously. Our yeah, sure. Year. But um, so we're a little bit behind right now, but that was mainly because we had to figure out how to do the expansion draft. And what's really great about, you know, taking our time doing that was we figured out a way with three additional owners where these expansion owners would actually – be as if they were in the original draft last year because they're going to have access to, you know, more of our players than, than an, a typical expansion draft. Most of the time, like in baseball, all right, well, I'm going to keep my top four players and then you can start pulling from my team mm-hmm. on not with us. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to allow, you can only keep your top player. Then they can pick a player from any team. But if they pick a player from your team, from the ASPL team, then that ASPL team, you know, the next, two picks are not eligible. They I can't see. pick from that team. Plus they yeah. get to replace them with one of the expansion teams. So, right. You know, so that way you get very even teams at the end. We've, we've done a couple of not computer models, but spreadsheet models, right. To mm-hmm. Try to figure out, make sure it's going to be theoretically fair. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what's, that's what's really nice about it. So now the yeah, deadline that... is as soon as possible right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I mean, right. We got an expansion draft, which is going to take pretty long. Then we got a rookie draft. Then we got a waiver draft, and then we start playing our games. I see. Right? So I yeah. see. Yeah. So so pretty much, if if you're interested, get involved. Contact you. We'll get your contact information in a little bit. Are you looking for alternate uh, owners as well? Maybe you know a couple extra in case somebody drops out. Yeah. So um, it's not just dropping out. It's it's sometimes. Guys get too busy where they go on a trip or they get business or whatever. Yeah. Hey, can somebody play this guy's games? I got so it. we've been doing that internally, you know, as long as you're not playing against the guy, you know, that you're playing against or somebody that's near contention as you, you know, first or second place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll play, you know, you'll play a game for both of them, uh, you know, not, not the visitor playing the game. But one of the things that we've always wanted was a waiting list in a sense. And that's why those guys can actually play some of those games as well as we might be able to do, if we get enough people might be able to do like a, you know, like what they do in Europe or in EPL, they do an FA cup. And that way these guys can bring any other team from the EPL and they can play us in like uh, a small cup. We're not doing that this year. We tried Mm -hmm. to do it yesterday, but it didn't work out, but uh, we might do it next year. So that's Uh, something else we can do just to keep them involved if they're not in the league. And they can just right. make a decision later on. They only play like two or three games and they can make a decision that they want to get in the league later. 
So yeah, even having a waiting list is good. Yeah, it's a good warm-up uh, uh, proposition for for those guys and to get an idea of how the league runs. How how long do your do your seasons go? I mean, do you run pretty much the uh, the same length of the EPL, or or how does we, how does that work out? Yeah, we run the same length as the EPL because we have ten teams, and every team will play every other you know every other team twice, once home, once away. That's eighteen games, right? And so. Right. You know, that's that's uh, half of the EPL. So basically, if you know, we do keep track of EPL players on how many games they are allowed to play. And it's directly related to how many games they played that season. Mm-hmm. So if they have an injury rating of something like, you know, a 19, that typically means that he can only play half the game. So if we have 18 games, then that player can only play, you know, eight, um, uh, eight games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nine games. Yeah. So. So um, we start, it's like two to three games a month. And therefore, oh, okay. if you have half of those are at home, half of those are away. Mm-hmm. So if you have one game at home and, and two away, then you just write your instructions, send them to your opponent for the away games, and then you just play one game. And even if you're new, that might take you two hours. That's a long time to play a game. Yeah. That's two hours a month that you would need to commit to this. It's not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if you're playing two and maybe three, hopefully that won't happen. But if you're playing two games a month, you're talking maybe maximum four, four hours a month. So it's not that much of a commitment. And by mid-May, just when the uh, you know, English Premier League ends, so will ours. You know? Got it. And then uh, go from there. So, yeah. Now, now let me ask you this, because I think a big hit at this year's APIC convention uh, was your Zoom final of the – uh, uh, the the soccer tournament um, that you had the big screen down in the conference room and uh, you ran it. And I was really kind of blown away. I, I don't play soccer, but mm-hmm. I really could appreciate um, the uh, the screen and the, the animation of the two guys playing. Um, do you guys do any of that during the uh, Premier League season? I mean, I guess that's a, an option. Uh, do, does anybody take advantage of that? Not, not, not the screen and everything like that. No, right, wanna, right. Yeah, I mean, but um, uh, you know, as far as Zoom, absolutely. Yeah, we we have a rule that says you can play face to face, or you can send, you know, the visitor can send, but it has mm-hmm. to be an agreement on both sides. If the home team doesn't yeah. want to do it, or the away team doesn't want to do it, then the home team just has to play the game solo with mm-hmm. instructions. But yeah, we do encourage Zoom all the time. Um, as far as that format where you had, you know, the, um, the cards, or I should say the player, you know, player, um, result charts and stuff like that on the edges. And you got the, the field yeah. in the middle. What a great training program. I mean, yeah, I, I can train people that have never played soccer because it really gets into the flow, you know, really gets it, into the flow of the game and how it works. So it's, uh, if you ever get to watch that, you know, I think it's sometime at the end of June, if you ever to watch that over, uh, we're going to do YouTube next year instead of Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you watch that, it's awesome. So it's it's uh, pretty clear how the game works. I was totally impressed. And like I said, I don't follow soccer. I mean, I have grandkids to play soccer. And so I that's how much I know about the game. And uh, But when I was watching it, you're exactly right. I mean, you can see the flow. Uh, you can see the, the different zones that the ball was in. Uh, you know, a ball would be in, I think it's the, is it the B zone is like the scoring yep. zone. And then <laughs> it, would, yeah. it would get kicked down to the E zone as a, and it was an open ball. I mean, it would, I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I thought it, it was an outstanding presentation 
And like you said, a really good learning tool if somebody wants to understand APA soccer. Yeah. I remember teaching a Spanish girl. She was on my daughter's college soccer team. Mm-hmm. And she was, she went, you know, she came to our house for Christmas and I showed her the game. <clears throat> she wanted to play Real Madrid. That was her team. Yeah. Next thing you know, in area B, right near the goal, you know, Ronaldo gets the ball. Mm. And I'm not kidding, man. She was jumping up and down her seat. No, that's the ball. <laughs> He's right in front of the net, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll. Oh, no, no shot. Yeah, right. It was, you know, it was funny. It's like the imagination is there, just like baseball. Um, you know, I mean, we'll talk about um, the Toledo tournament in a second, but uh, there's still a lot of guys out there. You know, oh, so and so, you know, the ball's hit way back. Oh, he's caught at the fence. Oh, you know, yeah, they, they, yeah, they do they an get, announcing they, of the they, game themselves. They, yeah, <laughs> it's color commentating all the way, and that's that's yeah. the way you can envision this as well. It's you can. Oh, it's great. So, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I mean, the, and to see it, you know, uh, uh, at the convention and to really embody it. I mean, you can watch guys roll dice and look at cards and, eh, you know, if you've never played the game, it's kind of hard to get into it. But man, I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off that screen. It was, it was, it was a, a great presentation. You did a great job on the entire tournament for that matter. Thanks. But uh, uh, a, a really, 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 it's really well fun. Done. Yeah. You know, who is, do you know who the, I guess the president, again, this is my soccer ignorance of the, uh, of the EPL. What is it? Richard Scadora or do you know who I'm talking about? That's a John Cochran question. Okay. I know some managers, but not (laughs) not the president. Anyway, I'm kind of scrolling through my Facebook and uh, I do uh, baseball play by play for Northern Kentucky university. Uh, the ESPN broadcast of games in the Horizon League, nice. and I do them for NKU. But uh, so I'll get the NKU uh, uh, Facebook feeds. And believe it or not, at Northern Kentucky's soccer game this weekend, the president of the European Premier League was there and being interviewed. Apparently, his family donated a lot of money to the university soccer program. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to talk to Jack Dolan today. And and here I am. I'm, I'm looking at the guy's interview. But again, I'll talk to uh, Johnny Cochran about that because he knows <laughs> he may is know he, about this guy. He'll, and he he'll give me an hour presentation about him. Was he the like UEFA president or EPL English Premier League president? He, he, English Premier League. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting, and I, I, I listened to – it was about a 20-minute interview. They were interviewing him during uh, the soccer game. It was NKU uh, taking on the University of Louisville. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I thought, well, that's, that's ironic that I'll be talking with Jack today. And then, of course, you're running the APA Soccer Premier League. So uh, just a little interesting side note. But, um, again – uh, I'm going to wait to the very end uh, of the interview so you can get your information out to guys that might want to join the league or become alternates. But before I go, I, I want to get your impression of this year's Toledo Glass Tournament. You were there. Uh, it, it's a great uh, tournament run by Ron Amchin. I know a lot of people in the community know who Ron is. Um, give us your, uh, your overview of the tournament this past weekend. I mean, it was great. I mean, the theme was um... – Teams that didn't win a division, uh, yeah. or it was 1920 to present. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that didn't win a division or were in the World Series, they couldn't. It couldn't be either one. Okay. Uh, three pitcher rotation. 
you know, most of us, most of us don't go there to win, although we would like to win. It's the people. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you just, you know, you shake their hand, you get to know them, you get to ask questions and you get some really colorful guys. Like I told you, their imagination. And I sat down one, I can't remember, I can't remember most of their guys' names, but I sat down and this one guy says, by the way, I can be really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. So sure enough, he starts doing all this color commentating. Oh, oh I just missed it, you know. So and so, you know, erred erred at shortstop, and it trickles in the left field. It's just, you know, yeah, um, just great stuff when when we're doing that. But uh, um, John Duke actually won the tournament. Um, man, John is a player. Man, he plays he plays all the games, and he is really really good. And one one cool thing that I noticed about him that he would. You know, in the middle of the game, he would roll with his right hand, mm-hmm. and then the next batter he'd roll with his left hand, and then he'd roll with his left hand, and then he'd roll with his right hand. And I'm, I'm, hey, you know, so I asked Ron, did you ever figure out how why John rolls with both hands during, you know, his at bats? Mm-hmm. You know, he goes if the if the batter is left handed, he rolls left handed. Right. <laughs> right, right. That would have been my first and, inclination. Is that's what right? He's doing. And these these are such quirks. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. They're quirks or superstition or whatever they might be. But, yeah, yeah. But that's another thing that you can do to enjoy the game. I mean, why not? That's awesome. I, so, right. I, don't, I mean, I don't no, know if it no limitations. With him winning. I think he really picked a good <laughs> team. But uh, you know, and the and the dice just turned out. But um, but yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a great tournament. You know, thirty-seven people. Ron had to play, make it thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, we all played very quickly. We had to because we only had the, the location for until like five o'clock. Uh, we did have to play the, the final three games in a different room, which we just okay. moved over. It was no biggie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, John did a fantastic job of organizing, even at the last minute, like the night before I was at his house. Uh, somebody just dropped out. <laughs> so he had to re- redo everything. And then next thing you know, Pastor Rich, you probably know Pastor Rich. Oh, yeah. Rich. Rich yeah. yeah. Right. He, he reaches out and said, hey, I got three, you know three home, you know, something like five home games or, or you know, instead of eight, something like that. He had too many home mm-hmm. games or too many away games. And so Ron had to stay up an extra half an hour, hour to fix that. <laughs> and then so even though we kind of threw our, our uh, starting lineups on, online, you know, on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. online, uh, the divisions were all mixed up by the time we got there again. You know, a couple of them, right. but not all of them. So right. it was fun, though. It was, it was, I mean, those are so much fun. If anybody gets any opportunity to go to a regional tournament, you got to do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I and and Toledo Glass is one of the biggest. I mean, they do a great job of that in the Chicago Land Tournament and uh, a few others that are are really really well attended. And that's a that's a good number uh, to have thirty eight teams uh, for attorney and Ron. I know always does a great job, and I'm going to have to get Ron here on the podcast here uh, pretty soon, and uh, maybe I will sooner than later since the tournament. Uh, just ended, but uh, yeah. uh, who do, who did you go to the tournament with? I always got to ask that. Nineteen fifty four Yankees. Um, ah. You know those. You know those kind of teams. They might have A, especially in the early years. A lot of A pitchers. Mm-hmm. I I kind of favored uh, pitching a little bit. With I wanted to balance pitching and hitting, mm-hmm. and that you know that wasn't the right answer. I don't think. Um, <laughs> Didn't work <laughs> out because I, I you know I started off great. You know three and one. Yeah. Hey man, I'm gonna just like you know the Chicagoland tournament start out five and zero. Oh. Yeah, I, I gotta just win one more, and I'm, I'm sure I'm in right because out of eight yeah. games, and I started three and one, and just burnt you know crash and burned the last three games. In fact, the last game I was playing 
Kevin Labuddy, who is who was in our soccer tournament. Yeah, soccer tournament, yeah. And Kevin, when we sat down, I was like, so how you doing? He goes, oh, and seven. I'm like, oh, wow. Man, that, that's terrible. <laughs> I said, well, I've only got three. But good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm three and three. Uh, let's see what happens here. Because I wanted him to win. And I'm not kidding, man. I mean, he had like seven runs in the first two innings. Like, dude, I didn't even have to let you win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, he ended up winning like nine to two or seven to one. Or I forget what it was. It was a high. Yeah. It was a big gap there. But it was great that he didn't go to a tournament and go over. You know, that's that's I've done. Right. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you, know, you, but you know, it's all. Yeah, you should. You should get the, you should get the consolation prize if, if yeah. nothing else. Uh, yeah, you started out like I, I did uh, at the uh, uh, baseball tournament for the convention. I was three and one, feeling pretty good about myself, and then I lost the rest of the games I played. So, and it's all about the dice roll. We talked about it a little bit earlier. If you're not rolling, yeah. you're not winning. <laughs> exactly right. But uh, hey, can I, yeah, you mind if I put a plug in because I have a shoeless Joe you know, baseball tournament, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I've, I've got, I think 18 players and I'm looking for a couple more at least it's in Greenville, South Carolina. It includes our venue is inside the Greenville drive, you know, single a high ball, high, high a ball, uh, with the Boston Red Sox that we have tickets to the game that night afterwards. Uh, the, the, the stadium dimensions are the same as Fenway. We've got the green monster, Mm -hmm. So that's included. And also, Shoeless Joe Jackson Museum, we get a free tour uh, through the museum uh, from the, the curators there as part, of, um, as part of this venue. So that you get all that with the uh, entry fee. So um, if, you, if anybody's interested in playing, it, the, the theme is 1901 to 1929, except the 1927 Yankees. Oh, OK. OK. And how can they get in touch with you and, and, and register for that tournament? Um, email is probably the best way. It's, uh, it's, my email is kind of weird. It's Jackson, but it's spelled J A X O N. And then it's just my last name, Dolan, uh, D O L A N. And then at right. gmail.com. So, uh, okay. Yeah. And you were telling me at the convention about those, and those are some nice amenities that go along with being in a tournament. I mean, uh, uh, getting, uh, having it at the venue, the, the game that night and, and touring right. the, Shoeless Joe Museum. I mean, those are perks that you don't get in a lot of other tournaments. I mean, sometimes you go and you just get to the room and you play and then you go out to dinner, or whatever. But uh, that's well, that's really, really well done. Well, I'm in Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have I've, kind been, of draw. I've been to Greenville. I've been to Greenville. Furman University, man. Come on. That's <laughs> yeah. It is yeah, I mean, it is a it is a great town now. Yeah, everybody that comes here, and we did the same. We, we moved here 17 years ago, but it wasn't mm-hmm. quite as nice as it is now. Yeah. But people who come here love this city. I mean, there's some attractions downtown, great restaurants, boutique places. I mean, shopping sure. is great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, once you come here, you're going to love it. You're probably, you know, I'm not going to say you're going to be this your permanent vacation, but people love to visit, drive through, spend a day, you know, things like that. It's, it's a great little town. Yeah, it, it really is. I can vouch for that. I, I, and I've been there. So, uh, so Jack, uh, uh, you, you've already given your email address uh, for your tournament up in what, what What's the dates on that, by the way? The tournament is on September 10th, which is a little less okay. than two weeks. Yeah. So okay. So, so you got to get a move on there uh, if you want to do that. And I guess that email is the same uh, contact information for your APA 
uh, Soccer Premier League, correct, if you want to be part of that. Okay. Another way you could get in touch with me is the APA Soccer Facebook Mm. group. It's just called APA Soccer. Yep. And um, I'm one of the, you know, uh, manager that of that group. Sure. But um, if somebody were just to, you know, hey, how do I get in? That? I mean, if, if they look through that, they'll find it anyway. But if they want to just reach out to me there or Facebook, you know, uh, private message, just Jack Dolan, you'll find me. Great. So. Always, always easy to find. That's what I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. And I'm glad I, w- I was able to find you uh, for this uh, podcast. Uh, uh, first of all, congratulations on your uh, convention home run derby championship and your bat beautiful man bat is awesome awesome. and best best of luck to your uh uh, apa soccer premier league i know it's going to be a big success and uh uh, if anybody out there oh go ahead let me let me say one last thing about the premier League. yeah 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 we get it up to 10 teams this year we're not going to stop there we want to get it up to 20 now we're not going to use one single epl set we're going to split the teams up and you know the actual owners up into two leagues Mm, okay good yeah we'll have promotion and relegation just like the real thing all right i mean maybe not here in mls soccer but certainly you know european soccer you know where you you've got a chance to get relegated what's nice about that is by splitting the the league up into two leagues is that you can win you know you got two chances to win a league i mean basically a chance to win your league even if you're in the lower league you still get a trophy and of course you can you know get promoted and Try to win that mm-hmm. thing too. So we, yep. we're going to have ways of doing that. There's going to be specific rules around that. But uh, that's that's my goal. I don't want it to just get as large as maybe 16 teams, and that's about all an EPL card set can handle. Mm-hmm. I want to get up to, you know, four, five, six different leagues, you know, of eight teams apiece. Yeah, And it's right. just relegation up and down and stuff like that. So this, there's a challenge over the years, not just winning – you know, let's see if you can get up up to the Premier League and win that, just like yeah. the real thing. So that's right. going to be kind of cool. I think that's cool. So, anyway. well, look, you shoot for the stars, my friend. That's that's the way to get it done. And uh, it's always fascinating talking to you, Jack. You're so uh, uh, passionate about about the game and and soccer, and you're doing a great job promoting Apple soccer throughout the community. So, uh, thank you for that, thanks. and thanks for the time. And uh, hey. We'll do this again in short order. We'll, we'll talk about how the Premier League went uh, when it's all said and done. And uh, anytime you want to uh, give us any information, just drop me a line. We'll get you back on. Sounds great. Thank you. Jack, thanks a lot. And uh, have a great rest of your day in Greenville. And welcome back home after the <laughs> trip to Toledo. So uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. That was Jack Dolan, everybody, who is running the APA Soccer Premier League. If you want to get involved, you don't have a whole lot of time. Contact uh, Jack at his uh, email address, which is J-A-X-O-N Dolan, D-O-L-A-N, at uh, gmail.com, uh, and uh, he will, uh, he will co- contact you, and maybe you can get involved. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on This Week in APA, so stick around. My thanks to Jack Dolan once again for coming on the podcast and talking about his Apple Soccer Premier League. We'll hope to be touching base, uh, or I guess I should say touching pitch, with Jack uh, throughout the year, hopefully, and uh, he can uh, keep us updated on the goings-on in that league. So that'll wrap it up for this little mini-podcast of This Week in Apple. Hope you can join me next time, and thanks for listening. And I'm John Aslan. See ya. 
next time on This Week in APA. My guest today is John Scott. He is an entrepreneur and businessman from Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. And uh, what drew me to John, uh, uh, how I got his attention, or he got my attention, was through a Facebook post that I saw. And I'm not sure he put it on APA Games or APA Baseball or all the APA uh, pages that are on Facebook. Uh, but when I saw it, uh, it really struck a chord with me, and, and it struck a chord about what we like to call the APA community. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let John kind of start from the beginning, do a little uh, backstory to this, and let him explain it to you. So, John Scott, thanks for being on the podcast. Glad to have you. All right, John. Well, thanks for having me. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of Johns here. John and John <laughs> talking about John Morton, my uncle. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, Facebook, thank goodness for Facebook, because, right. uh, you know, if it wasn't for that, this this APA community we have, you know, uh, not that it didn't exist without tournaments and things, but uh, it's just wonderful to have. And, and that really was the key with this whole thing for me, the project that I had to undertake um, starting around a year ago, I guess it was back during COVID, um, I got a call from my uncle John's wife. Now, John Morton has dementia. He's 20 years older than me, 78. Uh, I'm 58. He taught me the game of, of APA way back. Um, but he's been suffering from, from dementia for several years. Uh, I'll go to visit him. He you know, kind of knows me. We talk about the past. The more we bring up the past, he can remember that, et cetera. And we talk about the good old days. Mm -hmm. um, so Ann contacts me and says, I have his app of cards. He doesn't play anymore. They're, you know, they used to be really nice and organized and on the shelf and labeled. And I went in one day and I just found them all over the place. Um, he doesn't play anymore. We're going to be moving to a smaller apartment or condominium. And um, I'd like you to have them. Maybe you can sort through them. Maybe they're worth something. He always told me they were worth a lot of money. Uh, this is Ann speaking for John. Um, and we know that concept of value when it comes to APA cards, you know, it's kind of an interesting play. But nonetheless, she said, you know, um, John, my uncle, thought that you would know what to do with them. OK, yeah. so she entrusts me with this massive collection, tubs and tubs of <laughs> cards, no longer sorted, no longer marked or rubber bands. Oh. There were some rubber bands, but they were falling off. They were broken. Um, so there was no really sense of order at all to these cards just boxes and tubs and plenty of them yeah uh, so i stop by her house uh, i bring home i don't know five or six of these tubs and i think initially i go sorting through just out of curiosity wow i didn't know he played that much you know he taught me the game i have a few sets but this was insane. I mean, mm. he, he was buying every set that was coming out. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, all right, now I'm, I've got these, these, these bins of cards and I'm just curious. So I go digging and I find some of the old, you know, the older envelopes and they go back and he, he did take care of his original 59 set. And he had mm. some great teams in the past that I think were copyright in the 57 era with, you know, just the sole single columns. And right. I remembered some of those that he had shown me before. So this was exciting. So just 
as a start, I was excited to see what he had. So I started sorting simply by the envelope type, I think, um, to get it to, to get it workable. Um, and then I put them away for a couple of months and said, all right, now what am I going to do with this situation that I've got here? And uh, I continued to work through it. And then I put a post on, this is early on, into the Facebook page. I guess it was the app, uh, uh, the app of one and maybe the app of, uh, card bank as well. Yeah. And put a Facebook post in and said, hey, any help here? And somebody quickly got me the 12 sheet, right? With right. Uh, the spreadsheet with all the 12s, the locations to help sort through it. And I was aware of the fact that, you know, you could identify years by the 12 um, to work it down. So I, I, I continued to work on the collection in chunks. At one point I, after I sorted it, I sorted it down by 12s and I marked the envelopes until I got it down to um, – stacks and stacks covered my entire kitchen counter with them <laughs> and finally over the course of i think a couple of weekends figured out what he had um some of the some of the teams were marked some were brand new clean ready to sell again um i had done a lot of ebay 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 sales as well and figured all right let's try to get some money for this um and began doing some research there but it was it was quite an undertaking initially uh so <clears throat> I work it down, and I and I have this massive spreadsheet, and I'm counting the number of teams in each season, and it just doesn't look right. Uh, there's too many. There's missing teams. I'll have a set with one team missing, another set with a team missing. I may have had 15 or 16 clean, complete sets, and and over 100 that just were partial. Yeah, it didn't make sense. So I get another call from Ann, and she says, "Hey." I found a couple more boxes. <laughs> of course. So I go back, I go back and I pick up, and one of them, this was not a box, this was a tub. I could barely lift it, full of envelopes again. So I start the process over, clean those up, identify them. This means pretty much going into each pack, in, into each envelope, um, at least once to identify the 12. And I probably went back in again to then identify, you know, a copyright a year or something like that sure, to work yeah. it down. Um, but just a, a ton of work. So this wasn't somebody that handed me a, a nice organized collection. This was probably, you know, an APA player's uh, worst nightmare of their collection. Okay, <laughs> sounds and like that's it. what I had. But it made it exciting because again, it was it was an adventure. Uh, so I, I finally worked that down, and I have seventy five good, clean, complete seasons probably could have ebayed them um and then another 70 or so that maybe they were missing a team they were marked up um you know playable or you know maybe somebody's looking for for parts and pieces yeah. that would work as well i said yeah. okay well here we go i waited till i got back on from vacation in july and i said let's roll and i just put out a facebook post pretty much to um you know, the two two Facebook uh, groups that I was working with, the uh, the APA League One, APA Baseball, and then the, the mm -hmm. Card Bank as well, and said, here's what I got. And uh, and I pretty much just negotiated on a set-by-set um, -set base and priced it really low because the, the emphasis was, number one, yes, make a little bit of money for Ann and John because she's still home taking care of him. Um, he really can't do much on his own. You know, he goes out and takes a walk. He gets lost, that kind of thing. So um, they don't have a lot of money coming in. So any little bit was going to help there. But to me, you know, it was difficult to let these go. I needed to, 
find a new home for them. And um, I didn't necessarily want to just put them on eBay and try to get the most money that I could mm-hmm. either for her. So, um, you know, taking it to the, the Facebook community, the groups there was tremendous. And I met all these people through Facebook messaging, whose oh, names yeah. I saw posting, you know, their leagues and all that, which was, so it was a great opportunity. The bonus for me was meeting all these different people and, and talking about their backgrounds and how they were going to use the cards. So I sold through the first, you know, 75 good, clean sets, sold every single one, um, and then worked through the, the, the incomplete sets, the partial ones, probably sold two-thirds of those, um, worked that down until... You know, what was left, I donated to the at the card bank. So other people that are looking for, for players or teams or whatever, that's going to be available to them, um, you know, through through that Facebook group. Right. Um, and then at the end, I had all these great teams of the past uh, that he had. And um, he had some going back to, you know, early printings, you know, into the 80s. And I figured, well, instead of trying to sell these, we, at that point, I think we had made close to $3,000 um, for Ann, and that's even after taking care of the shipping, which is the shipping alone is also another fun part of, um, sure. f- of dealing these things and selling them. And we, um, I decided, let's give them away, all right? And that's essentially what I did. So I listed, you know, I, it was over 100 teams, I think, that we had, and put it up there and said, hey, if you'd like a couple of teams, give me some preferences, and I sent them out to people for free, no charge as a thank you, just trying to find a good home for the cards. Hey, if you want to kick in a few dollars, you know, send Ann some money. That would be great. Right. Um, right. And as a result, um, again, the demand was high. Some of the people that had bought sets before, you know, people just wanted a piece of this collection. Somehow sure. it, it became semi-viral, I guess, within our community that there was interest <laughs> in this in this collection and having it been restored and everything. I even had a little red stamper ink stamper uh, made up where I stamped the envelopes. Um, John, you might've seen that on the, on the cards I sent you, right. but on the envelopes even stem says John Morton collection, just to kind of, you know, yeah. signify something there for people. So sent those out and um, it was so cool then to see on Facebook, some, some of the players, putting together a series of the two teams that they got or doing mm-hmm. something interesting with it. A great tribute. Um, um, John's wife, Anne, actually, I believe, connected with these Facebook groups as well. So she sees what's going on now with his collection, which is wonderful. Um, I only wish that he knew, that he, he yeah. understood everything that was right. going on now um, with it. You know, I could probably describe it to him, but, you know, he, I don't think yeah. he even understands, understands the concept of Facebook or anything. But to know that his cards are out there. And the other thing that's interesting, I don't mention my other uncle, Rick, who's 10 years younger than John. Um, a lot of us, you know, APA players probably have younger, younger brothers that we force into playing um, or, or, or younger brothers that are interested in playing. Right. right. Cause I had a younger brother as well. So, so Rick is 10 years younger than John. And I think as soon as John could teach Rick how to, you know, roll the dice, you know, they were playing leagues together. <laughs> sure, so Rick is, Rick, is, Rick is 10 years younger than John, um, but he didn't keep it going the same way John does. Rick still plays. Rick plays, you know, computer versions, I believe. And Rick said he found it interesting when he saw these Facebook posts of people playing the, the John Morton cards. He said, 
oh, I remember those. He said, oh, that's my handwriting. He said, it was a little spooky seeing it. Sure, you after know, all those years. These cards are all mm-hmm. over the place. But they've made their way to 25 different states across wow. our country, uh, 25 different states. So, you know, um, I think that's pretty cool. And it, it, all these all these great new homes for the cards. So I'm very fortunate to have found the avenue. It was like a triple win-win-win mm. for me, for John and his wife, um, for the cards, you know. Yeah, for sure. the cards. And and I got to meet these people. And guess what? I just got pulled into playing a playing a uh, email league. So you know, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I've got my dice. You know, here we go. There they are. I'm there back. Are. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And uh, guess what? I got sucked back into it. I'm semi-retired. And, and, you know, app is always one of those things you say to yourself, you know, when I have more time, I am going to get back into it. Well, I, I've got the time now in life. And uh, I am going to uh, start rolling those dice again. Well, now, now you got to do it. I mean, you made a commitment <laughs> to yourself. But, you know, I, I think there's a number of things to the story that uh, uh, really resonate with me. And I think one of the things... And we talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time on the podcast. We talk about it at the conventions. It's the community. And you probably weren't really steeped in the Apple community until you got this collection and you started putting out some feelers. But it's amazing how many people and how quickly they will respond to you. If And not just because, ooh, that guy might have something I, I can get and I can get it for cheap or what. It's because they really want to help. And, and I'm sure that you probably were in contact with with dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of, of people in the Apple community who just wanted to help you out and, and give you the the, uh, the guidelines and the insight that you needed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and on top of that, it's a lot easier completing a transaction with somebody that's kind of in your group versus mm-hmm. doing it on an eBay because some of these cards were marked a little bit or, you know, if something happened, it's, it's, you know, we're all kind of working together on this yeah. um, versus it just being, you know, out for the money kind of thing. So that was cool. And yeah, and I, I Hey, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm part of that community now because, um, you know, I participate in the discussions and I see the Facebook posts and, and I love that everybody has their own way of doing things yet. We're still, you know what I mean? We're still, right. still all in it together, but I love seeing different people's setups, how they do their statistics. Sure. Just going through my uncle's collection. Um, what was interesting is I'm like, all right, here's all the cards. Where are all the stats, right? He's got yeah, sure. books yeah. and books and spread. You know, he was mostly a man. He was all, you know, cards and dice and all that. And all I found were these, these index cards and I could barely read the writing on it. And he was tracking, you know, he, he had it all right there on this small, you know, three by five or smaller index card with all the stats. To me, it was almost hydroglyphics. I couldn't, but he knew what he was doing. He knew it. He, he got it. All he could read out, it. So right. He right. could read it. And we all have our own way of doing things. And, and I think that's, that's really, that's really neat too. But, you know, I love the game. I, um, he taught it to me. I guess I remember, um, and John's an interesting guy. If we have time, I'll tell you more about sure. him. Uh, but uh, he taught me the game. I think it was the 1974 set. Mm. And um, my my older brother and I, we were you know, baseball fans. I was a Yankee fan. He's a Phillies fan. But we just love baseball. We played baseball. And all of a sudden, one day, I remember it's it's John and, and, his, and his, his, my other uncle, Rick. And they're like, do you think it's time we show him? 
APA. Now at that point we called it APBA. <laughs> sorry, even though we're we're local yeah, to Lancaster, yeah. until we until we got the letter in the mail yeah. telling us how to pronounce it, we called it APBA. So I, if yeah. I say that now and then, John, please forgive me or you know, I'm hit the buzzer or something. I'm, I'm good. So <laughs> so so uh, so so I remember them saying, "Should we show them the game?" And I remember seeing that big box and the baseball and. And, and, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, what is this APBA thing or whatever, yeah. and the cards and stuff that Michaels were playing. So they finally shared it with me and, and with my brother and I, the 74 set. So I would have been, what, 10 or 11 years old, maybe by then. And that was it. I'm like, well, this is this is just insane. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, and when you're learning the first time, you know, it's slow going. You don't mm -hmm. you don't know every dice roll. You've got to decipher. You've got to look. You know, yeah. You, yeah, now it's easy. You know, we have it all, you know, all in our memory. But um, so I saw that and I was hooked. And I think I bought my first set was the 76 set. A couple of years, I split it with my brother. You know, we had mm -hmm. a whole lot of money kind of thing. And I played heavily through high school. Um, but John, he played it. You know, I played it through high school. I got into college. You know, you have jobs. You, you get married. You have kids sure. and all that. So it's a little bit here and there. But you still love it. And, and it's like riding a bike. I mean, I, I picked it up to play it. And, boy, it's amazing how you still remember all the rules, all the numbers, all the charts. It's yeah. just you can look at a card. You know, once you've played it enough, you get to that point. But um, so so I, I love the game, maybe not as much as John did. He played it for years. I mean, he started in 59. And, and I think the last set that I found that he had was maybe 2011 or 2012. And that's kind of when when things yeah. came came crumbling down for him as far as his ability to play. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like I like the, when you said you it kind of got together and said, should we tell him about the game? It's almost like yeah. saying it's almost like parents saying, should we should we give him the talk now? I mean, is, it, is now the time? We should, <laughs> the they probably should have got our parents permission knowing that you know we they yeah, may not how see obsessed us for a while be. right <laughs> right but that but that's a common story i mean i hear it all the time this is a fourth year i've been doing this podcast and i'd say a large majority you know it starts that way kids who are baseball fans uh they get involved and all of a sudden they realize man this is like actually you know watching a game and we have control over it uh, it, it is uh, obsessive uh, I don't think there, there's any two way about it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uncle, John, uh, you know, his background and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And I, I, I put this in one of the Facebook posts, a little history on um, my uncle and really the name John Morton. Mm -hmm. John Morton was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. Um, he was a Pennsylvania delegate signer. Um, he was actually some history books. Uh, if you go deep enough, we'll say that he was the deciding vote in Pennsylvania. I guess two people were were uh, for it and two people were abstaining. I'm not sure. Don't have it all in front of me. I don't want to misquote anything historical here. But John's vote um, kind of uh, took Pennsylvania to the to the yay side. And, um, you know, he was a signer right after Ben Franklin. John Morton signed the Declaration of Independence. So. So I, John Morton, the signer, is my seven greats grandfather. Oh. Uh, my middle name is Morton. So my name is, oh. I'm named after him as well. <laughs> I am John Morton Scott. My middle name is Morton. Um, my mother, you know, Edith Morton um, was um, John's older uh, sister. So, right. so John is a direct descendant 
of uh, of our great John Morton signer of the Declaration of Independence. So as a result, we have lived in this area since whew, way back when, you know, yeah, since right. the you know late 1600s when the Mortons Mortons rolled into Delaware County, Pennsylvania, cool. outside of Philadelphia. So that's a that's a if you want a background that goes way back. So if people nice. say, "Are you from the Philly area?" Yeah, I'm from the Philly area, pretty much for the last 400 years. Um, <laughs> So, so, uh, or 350. So, so, um, that's, that goes way back, but John was, John was probably one of the most creative people that I know may not necessarily somebody that could draw or an artist, but if, if you were sitting around and, and you said, um, uh, we have nothing to do and you had, you know, five sheets of paper, he could come up with a game. All right. And I remember him doing exactly that one time. One time we were sitting around. We had nothing. He pulled out a notebook. He drew a racetrack on it with different squares and spaces and all this. Took the, took a few more sheets, cut them up, put different you know spaces or it, and, and made a deck of cards out of it. And we hmm. sat there and we played a car racing game. I mean, it was amazing. He, he later got into marketing. He had his own marketing uh-huh. firm. He, he did yeah. very well with that for several years. Um he, he and his friend created a game called Wooden Baseball. They actually took a almost like a sheet of plywood, I think, and put holes in it to try to replicate like a pinball game mm-hmm. um, and used a marble. And he played an entire like 162 game season, <laughs> you know, with his friend, you know, hovering over this 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 baseball game made out of wood. That was actually the first game that that he and, and and his younger brother taught me and my brother to play oh. was wooden baseball. He probably made four or five of these different contraptions and uh, not as realistic statistically, obviously, sure. as that, but, yeah. but you would right. put together your lineups and your players and you would roll the ball and you would hit it and it would go into a hole. Um, and it was it was pretty cool. He had that. Um, <laughs> and then he obviously moved into uh, to APA. But um you know, John was, you know, he was, he was like having him and his, his younger brother was like, I had these two older brothers, uncles, you know, they'd come visit. We would play wiffle ball. We had the annual Turkey, Turkey bowl football games. You know, John was a quarterback. Rick, my other uncle, Rick was the other quarterback, <laughs> played that for years and years. It still goes on, you know, generation after generation kind of thing, you know, the Morton family. Um, so you know, he was, he could always make you laugh. I go visit him now. We still, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. stop and see him every month or two. Um, I know his brother Rick does as well. And uh, he still remembers things from the past. It's interesting. The whole, you know, the, the, the process with dementia where, you know, he, he may yeah. not remember my name the day, you know, when I walk in, walk out. But if I put on a, you know, a song, he'll know every single word. Yeah. Or I can weird. still pull out some some Appa cards, and he can point out, you know, he he understands that stuff. Yeah. Um, but then other other things, you know, the memory and all sure. that, the ability to recall things, is is a struggle for him now. So, yeah. um, but he's he's comfortable. He's doing okay. But it's it's a struggle. You know, his uh, his wife still trying to support them, um, you know, working wise and they get some social security, but, uh, but it's hard, it's hard. And she's kind of, she's, she's there at home with him all the time now. So to me, this, this project was a opportunity for me to connect with my uncle in some way. It was just the process of going through his stuff, something, you know, these collections are very near and dear to the people that, that own them. 
Um, and we all think about that. I've seen people on Facebook say, you know, I always wonder what's going to happen with my collection, you know, sure. the, oh, the, absolutely. The, when I'm no longer here. And, right. and this whole process, you know, was kind of an example of, you know, what can you expect in terms of getting some money for your collection? What would the process be? What's the best way to do it? How do you find a home for these cards? Mm-hmm. And, and I realize I know I'm off tangent from your question, but that the, you know, it's not really a financial monetary value that these cards have, but at the same time, just because of that doesn't mean it's easy to throw them out. Right. No, right. It's, it's exactly. hard to throw out because especially the ones that are all worn and that are used. Those are the ones um, you remember I, the most. Yeah, that you do. And I kept his 59 Phillies and uh, some of the other teams. I, I pulled out some stuff that I knew would have been important to him, um, even ones that I played with him and, and kept some of those cards. So they have a different type of value, even though, sure. they, you know, you can still get a couple bucks for them. Um, it's a different kind of value. But it's hard when your collection is massive. At some oh, point, yeah. you have to say, "What what do I really need to keep?" Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Then know. you got to pick and choose. But I mean, I mean, your uncle sounds like a, an interesting cat. I mean, the fact that he could come up with games. I mean, who does that today? I mean, kids have every any kind of game they can think of. There's some video game out there for it, and I think it's tough for a game like Appa, the card and dice version, even the computer version, because it's not graphically interesting to kids. Um, but, uh, you know, to, y- your father is a throwback and I, and I, when you were telling the story about the declaration of independence, I'm thinking, you know, if Dick Seitz, uh, lived, uh, uh, more than one life and he was back in 1776, I'm thinking the fathers of this country might've been in the back between breaks, throwing a little dice, playing a little apple. What do you think? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they, maybe they decided on whether they wanted to go, uh, I or nay, uh, by who won that <laughs> It, 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 it's, it's incredible to hear to hear that story now um i i found out about it uh probably a little bit later a couple weeks after you'd actually put these uh these posts out and uh i saw the list and you're right the list of cards you were giving away uh was massive and uh and so how did that end up are all those cards gone now they are they were single set they were single teams like right so so my first Right. My first blast was, was I, I believe I, I did it in some chunks because it was it was quite a process sure. to manage. I, I'd say I, but in three weeks, I was able to move everything pretty much. Yeah. And that's I, I said to myself, all right, vacation. And then I, I teach college at Westchester University. So I'm back to teaching. I said, I've got to get this done, you know, late, late July by early August, have all this stuff done. Otherwise, it's going to yeah. kind of sit for a bit. So my first my first you know, blast to Facebook first post was pretty much everything that was um, available in complete sets, I think. And, and those I said, Hey, message me if you're interested, okay. first come first serve. And, and I, and I sold yeah. it, I sold the stuff pretty cheap, pretty, you know, it was, it was, you know, probably like $2 per team, you know? Um, so if it was this, if it was a 20 team season, I was selling it for mm. maybe, you know, 40 bucks or something. If these are clean, ready to go, kind of things plus the shipping and i i became an expert on shipping john i can yeah. tell you right. you know what it costs to ship from here with all the stuff <laughs> i was sending so we we moved those first got them out of the way and then i went all to right. the great teams of the past and i said well these are going to be specific i don't necessarily want to sell them go through that same process to all right i'm going to ship you a team for four bucks or something so i said you know what let's just give them away 
Anne liked the mm-hmm. idea too. I say, she said, "Yeah, we've, yeah. we've, you know, you've, you've done great. Let's spread the wealth." Um, so that second, that second or third blast there was okay. The teams have sold. Here's what I've got in great teams of the past, and um, you know, shoot me a message if you're interested with a couple of the choices. And I did my best then to manage yeah. that process and, and get them out. And I think, um, yeah, I think I sent out 65 to 70 envelopes. Um, I paid the mm-hmm. postage and all that. Just this was my kind of thank you as well. And um, put in put in with along with it an envelope if people wanted to send something directly to Anne. I know she's got received some letters, maybe some donations and things too. But that was to- purely optional um, if, sure. if anybody wanted to do it. But yes, John, answer is everything is gone. I've kept a few things that I, you know, was interested in keeping. I kept the 1961 set. Actually, my uncle did. Um, there were a couple others that I, that I kept. I actually found some of my old cards with his and then everything else uh, I donated to the, uh, at the card bank. And as I said, right. those, those are available yeah. to, you know, to people in the Facebook group that yeah. are looking for cards. Yeah. But it's just an incredible story. And and again, one, like I said uh, earlier, struck a chord with me when I saw it. And I got a couple teams. I got the 61 Yankees and in a a single team set uh, or in a single team. And then I got the 66 Phillies, which I think if I played a series, like you said, some of the guys (laughs) did. I I don't think that would be a very good series. No. uh, but uh, I did. I I I, uh, I really enjoyed looking at the cards and just just the feel and seeing the notations on it. Uh, it it's definitely a a throwback. But uh, uh, John, it's like I said, it's a great story. Uh, we want to wish uh, Anne and your uncle John the best. Uh, and again, I I intend to to I am going to send a letter to Anne, and uh, because I think it's important. Uh, that uh, people, you know, understand and realize how important people like you and her husband and her herself uh, in actually getting you to do this are to the community. And so it's it is uh, uh, it's just another thing that when you hear it, it's like, wow, you know, there really is a connection for people who play app. And and you certainly brought that out in your story today. Well, Well, no, thank you for doing that. And, and it was it was above and beyond. I mean, for everything I put into it, um, even f- for me personally, it was so rewarding um, to meet all these new people. And uh, John, to be honest with you, the first couple of posts that I saw when people said, I'm doing a tribute, I'm doing a series. I look at I, mm. I had tears in my eyes. I had tears in yeah. my eyes, John. I, I, I'm like, wow, this I believe it. is yeah. so cool. I, I wish he would see it. But at the same time. You know, just just the fact that, that it's going on, I, you, you can't. I didn't even imagine this as I'm sitting there sorting through those, you know, five or six huge tubs initially that would come mm-hmm. to this, and 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 uh, you know, th- these cards would be in 25 different states, and over 100 different <laughs> people would be be playing his cards. So it's uh, it's a wonderful thing for everybody. Well, after you said that, now by God, I'm going to play a series between the 61 Yankees and the 66 <laughs> Philly. Well, I, it'll be a four you know, gamer. I'll tell you. I'll that. tell you. I'll call it seven. <laughs> and I'll send you the results. I definitely will. John, uh, thanks again. Great story. Uh, give, like I said, give give our best, the community's best to Ann and John. And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you, John. My pleasure. And thanks again to the community. Yes, to to everybody at the players. You know, across our country, the members of these Facebook groups that made it happen as well. Really appreciate it. 
Fantastic. John, thanks again. And if you're wondering, that was John Scott, who uh, took care of uh, something called the John Morton Appa Collection. I know a lot of you guys took part in that and are enjoying the fruits of that even today. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up from this edition of This Week in Appa.